The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today as we're live on the air. Hello. I'm always so glad that uh, I can get people to join me um, when we're doing the show. So I do most of my shows live, which I know some people like my old radio friends are like, oh, you know, why are you doing live radio? <laughs> it's like nobody listens. I'm like, no, that's not true. I think that they do. And I think that there's just a really cool connection that you can get when you can do a live radio show and uh, get someone to join you. So I'm doing it today. And I've got a really incredible guest that I'm going to bring on in in just a minute here. We're just getting her connected uh, via Skype. So, you know, if my friends are listening or family, you know, people who know me, they will know that I have always been a bookworm um, from, you know, a young age. I mean, I've read anything that I can get my hands on for as long as I can remember. And if you saw my apartment here in San Diego, I'm a book hoarder too. When I go to, you know, garage sales and stuff like that, I bring home more books, you know, which is insane, but I do it anyway because I love it, you know. And one of my fondest memories as a kid was riding my bike to the local used bookstore when I was about 10 or 11, and I'd plant myself in the corner, and I would just read, read, read until they closed up and eventually asked me to leave. <laughs> so I had to go home at some point, you know. And another thing that I've always loved to read is obituaries. I'm a big fan of the obits. I love to read obituaries. When they were in newspapers, I would read those when people got the actual print newspapers. Now there's a lot of different online um, services that will print those things and you could read people's life stories. But I love to read it because I love to read people's stories. And so my guest today, we're going to dig into that, you know, the art of storytelling, why it's so important and how to keep it alive. So if you're a writer who is interested in other people's stories, if you're a reader like me, who's interested in stories, you're really going to have fun with today's show. So I hope you definitely stick around. And if you want to join me, we are taking calls today. And the number is 816-251-3555 if you'd like to share a story. So my guest today is Dr. Diana Robb, and she's an author, poet, blogger, and speaker who presents workshops and for healing and transformation. And I had her on uh, not too long ago, I guess within the last year for her book, Writing for Bliss, which is an amazing book for aspiring writers. And even if you're just a reader and interested in, in maybe doing some writing, you're really going to love this 
this book is an exploration of writing from the heart, and it presents a seven-step plan for telling your story and transforming your life. And Diana knows what she's talking about. She's an award-winning author of 10 books, over a thousand articles and poems, and editor of two anthologies. So I'm really happy to have her on today talking about her work and also about her new product that we're going to talk about, which is a really cool thing called Conversation Cards for Meaningful Storytelling. And we're going to have some people joining the show today and sharing their stories. So this should be fun. So Diana, I'm so glad that you could join me and have some fun on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. I should say hear you again, Diane. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so glad. I know we're connected here via Skype, but we're not doing video because, quite frankly, I'm in pajama bottoms that have Dr. Seuss animals on it, which is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and like, a, <laughs> and kind I love of you how transparent you are. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a ready T-shirt that I got at a podcast convention. It says podcast uh, podcasters for Spotify or something. So yeah. Beauty in, in radio and not having to do the video and worrying about your makeup and all that stuff. So we're going to be telling some stories and, and talking about your work, but I want to get people a little bit of a background about your story and how writing became a healing tool for you. And you explain this in your book, Writing for Bliss, so beautifully, how you came to really love writing. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, Writing for Bliss... Uh published a couple of years ago, was been was inspired by, I teach a lot of writing workshops, and many of my students said, you know, I love your workshops, I want more, but I also want to do some work at home, can you make a manual for us? And so that was inspired by my students. My actual, uh, the trajectory of my own writing practice began when I was 10 years old, my grandmother, uh, who was 61 at the time, had taken her life in my childhood home. I was 10, and she was my caretaker. It wasn't an awful suicide, but she did take an overdose of sleeping pills, and I found her. And back in the 60s, you know, therapy was not a big thing, and so my mother, as an English major, gave me a journal, and it was a Cahill Gibran journal. Little did she know that that would be the you know, the foundation of my life as a writer. And so ever since then, I've been advocating, teaching, and doing my own writing for healing and transformation. So that was the impetus for writing for Bliss. And recently, the accompanying journal came out because some people have a hard time just sitting down and journaling. So the companion journal has all sorts of prompts to help you along. So yeah, that was the impetus for that book. Well, part of the book Writing for Bliss that I've really enjoyed are the writing prompts. And it's been fun for me to revisit the book again after the first time that I read it and to, you know, try some of the prompts and also to try the conversation cards that we're going to be talking about today, too, because I've always considered myself, you know, kind of a meat and potatoes writer, you know, like writing prose didn't really seem comfortable for me because I, I would always write like I can write a 30 second commercial like that <laughs> you know I can, I can rip that pretty easily but the writing for um you know for a story or or something like that a little bit 
more personal, I would get more critical about it and crumple it up and throw it away and, and that kind of thing. So I think the writing prompts are really fun in the book and just really helpful. You go into how, like you were describing, you know, sharing the experience that you went through, the feelings that you felt with your grandmother and putting those down on paper, you know, and how people can access that. And I want to talk a little bit about these conversation cards. So you had sent me these, you know, about a month or so ago, and I've been playing around with them. So I took them over to a friend's house over the weekend, and I've known this person, you know, about 10 years or so. And we started playing around with it, and we were writing stories. And this was really fun, I have to say. We had a really good time. And she said to me, you know, I found out things about you that I didn't even have any idea. You know, there she had no clue. Some of the things came up in just sharing stories with these simple prompts. So it really does prompt you to reveal things that just don't really come up in normal conversation. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, but you're using them, you know, regularly with friends. And, yeah, sometimes we, you know, actually getting back to my inspiration for the cars, which is also another interesting story, is um, I live in Southern California, and I often have uh, students from the university, be, you know, do some assistant work for me. And I had one really, and most often they're minoring in uh, writing or majoring in writing. And I had one student last year who was talking about her grandmother and how she used to go visit her. And she used to say, Grandma, Grandma, tell me some stories about your childhood. And she said, oh, my dear, so many stories. I don't know where to start. So uh, the girl, of course, didn't know where to start. So she, we, she and I brainstormed and came up with these conversation cards to be meant to be used between students or children and their grandparents, but actually I found the the use and the application really greater, like you're saying with your friends and some people have said with their spouses, just to reveal things, you know, it, they spark conversation, um, not just, they're not just one word answers, they're questions that you need to dive into. So thank you for saying that, Diane, I'm so happy that you're using it. No, it's fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think for people that are, you know, maybe thinking about writing a memoir or putting something down on paper, you know, working can be really helpful. And, you know, just with my girlfriend, we were able to kind of dig a little deeper, like you said. And, you know, as someone who's done a lot of interviews, and I know sometimes some people are easier than others, you know, you'll get like the yes or no answer. And these really do prompt you to, you know, elaborate a little bit more and share a little bit more about yourself than maybe would normally would in conversation. So for these cards, like it, it would be okay to use it, or I guess you can use it anyway, but I mean, the, the idea is just that people will share stories like people used to do back, back in the day. And that was our entertainment back in, uh, you know, caveman times or historical times, you know, sitting around the campfire talking about your life. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, storytelling does go back to caveman times and actually the beginning of time. And, you know, its purpose is to share stories that unite us as human beings. You know, um, regardless of our culture, stories do bring us together. There are common denominators. We might have different worldviews, but how interesting it is to hear and acknowledge and honor other people's worldviews. Uh, 
And so the cards really are tools for learning and exchanging ideas. They spark conversation. Uh, many of the strengths, preferences, and comfort zones relating to storytelling often go back to the patterns of our childhood. And so you'll find also when you're using the cards, you get your memory gets jar sparked by something that happened in your childhood. Because in fact, we are our childhoods. You know, that's kind of who we become. And some of us had to overcome traumas or difficulties, but we are, you know, it all goes back to the beginning of time, doesn't it, in many ways? Right, absolutely. So so kind of digging into these ideas and sharing some of these stories can really be healing. Yes, extremely healing. And some students of mine have actually not only use them for verbal storytelling, and I know around holiday times, uh, a lot of people couldn't get together with their loved ones, and they did Zoom calls uh, at Thanksgiving and at Christmas, and some people are buying them for their loved ones for Valentine's Day if they can't be together, and so they're good for Zoom calls, phone calls, and they also actually can serve as writing prompts, um, like you were saying before, Diane, for people that want to write either essays, short stories, or uh, their memoir that could spark uh, thoughts on what they might want to write about. Well, that's a perfect introduction to bring in one of my callers here. So I've actually corralled some friends and family here to join the show, and I'm going to ambush them with questions <laughs> so that they can share a story. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe I can get some secrets or something like that revealed, or even just to get people talking. So one of the people that is going to come on, and he's never come on any of my radio shows after all this time, is my brother, Eddie. And he uh, actually has aspirations to write. He's done some writing in the past. He does some blogging and things like that now. And he's made a big life change and wants to really think about taking writing seriously. So I immediately thought of you and I sent him the PDF of the book and I want him to start working on it. So I'm going to pull a conversation card for him and I'm going to bring him on here. So let me bring him up. Hey, Eddie. How are you, sis? Are you there? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm happy to talk to you. Okay, so I, I prepped you a little bit that we're on the air and you're going to share a story. So we're here with Diana Robb, and I'm going to pull a card for you. And I you're going to just preface first. I just want to preface first that I think that one of the cards that said "Who broke my Frampton Comes Alive" record is a little bit misleading. I, I don't know if that was placed in there on purpose. But uh, I'll answer it honestly as best I can. So okay, well, we'll I'll, I'll table I'll table that <laughs> for later, you know, because uh, I kind of suspected that you might have been yeah, the one was, that did that. But but anyway, yeah. go right ahead, please. Yeah, we'll we'll address that at another time. So these cards, just to let the listeners know, there are various you know questions. Some are kind of funny, some are a little more serious, and just to prompt some storytelling so I'm kind of I'm going to flip through sure. it and I think that I think this will be this will be a good one for you okay okay so what is the biggest lesson you've learned in life obviously up, up to this <laughs> point in time it says live radio don't think it over too long yeah just right. a lesson um yeah, a lesson that you've learned in life and just maybe think think recently because I know you made a big life shift. So maybe there's yeah. a lesson you can share um, from that. 
Yeah, without 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 taking up too much time, um, uh, I, I I guess uh, the lesson that I learned was um, that um, that that uh, issues that happened to me growing up in adolescence had a uh, had a huge effect on the last thirty years of my life, and then really uh, you know kind of held me back and been a personal weight and held me down, and it took. Uh, it took a lot of work and a lot of events, both good and bad, and a lot of counseling and a lot of talking and answering questions to relieve myself of that weight and, and, and that burden and um, make changes to, uh, to realize that, um, you know, not, not only is, is, is every day not promised, every moment isn't promised. And the most important commodity in life is the one thing you can't buy, which is time. So I don't waste a minute of my days. I don't waste a minute of my time. I'm constantly active, and uh, it took me um, 49 years to learn that lesson. So uh, that, to me, would be, um, you know, that uh, just because I grew up a certain way uh, doesn't mean that, that my my life is uh, predestined to be the same way. I, I'm in complete control of my decisions, and nothing that Dad did or our family did or anything that happened to me has any bearing on where I go from here. So it's, it's been a pretty big lesson to learn. And, and it's, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it changed my life and caused a big life change. Well, there you yes, go. Yes, okay. we could transform. You know, people ask me, so when does transformation happen? I say, well, it's, you start transforming the moment you're born. And it really does go for the rest of your life. And some people become seekers. Some people accept where they're at. But I, thank you so much for sharing. That was really, um, I love the fact that you, said that you you know you've learned from your childhood and that you didn't want to or chose not to continue in the same patterns that might have affected you in a negative way is that correct that yeah that that's that's really correct i uh yeah i i uh i saw things that i that i thought at the time as a 13 14 15 year old was normal and uh, perpetuated that well into my 30s before I realized that that's just not the way it's supposed to be. I'm not happy. And um, you make changes. And, um, you know, uh, I'm in a position to make those changes now because I realized that, um, you know, no matter how your parents raised, I mean, I was raised very strict. Uh, I was very, raised very strict Roman Catholic. And, and right now I'm, 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 I consider myself a Buddhist. I mean, we're allowed to make changes in life. We're allowed to be our own person. And it took a while for me to let, to let myself believe that. So it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's beautiful that you were able to transform and recognize that you wanted to live your life in a certain way. Because, you know, we all have choices, don't we? Everything we do yeah, is we a do. choice. And I've, made, and, and I've yeah. made quite a few that Diane could probably talk to you over a bottle of wine in private. They're, 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 <laughs> they've, 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 they've not always been good, but I can tell you that she, she the one I've made, I've made most recently, um, I think has been um, uh, a blissful life affirming thing. And, and I'm very happy with it. And um to the point where I wake up every day and pinch myself and I want to be like, wow, is this really, you know, is this really where I'm at? Is this really what I'm doing? And it is. So, um, you know, it, it's rare for me to be content. And then, so, uh, that was, you know, the decision. I mean, she, my sister's much more privy to the knowledge, but I made a decision to, uh, just let go of the past and, and, and focus on, um, you know, not, not, not perpetuate the way I was raised and making that the way I have to be. We're all our own person. 
So it took a while. I'm a little bit late to the game. It took 49 years to come to that decision. I guess I guess maybe I'm lucky. You can tell better than me. Maybe some people never reach that point, you know? So. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. What what is what's important is you did what was right for you at the time, and congratulations. That's that's what's really important. That you feel better about your decisions and the choices that you've made recently that make you happy. Because that really is all of our goals. We all want to be happy. Some people are more challenged in that regard, but uh, happiness is the ultimate, isn't it? I agree. We're we're happy till our tickets called, and that's what I want to be. No guarantee. But uh, that's true. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Yeah. And I am. And I'm happy to join this call. So my sister called me. I stopped my shopping and I'm happy to join her call. So more than more than willing (laughs) to do that. Well, you know, he's gotten a very contemplative is never was never like this growing up, you know, but when, when you make some shifts and and changes, then a lot of times it can be for the better. And, you know, Eddie, I, I want you again to check your email and make sure that you have uh, Diana's manuscript in there because you, you want to do some more writing. Her book just will lay things out step by step yeah. to really, yes. you know, help you put some things down on paper and then you can share it with me and I'll read sure. it to everybody on the air. <laughs> Uh, no, I won't do that. I'm only kidding, but I would like well, to hear what you've I've, written. I've written, I've, I've, I've written journals and things of that nature. But my, 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 uh, my passion now is I actually, uh, if you saw me, it would seem really counterintuitive. I want to write children's books, but I look like a bouncer at a New York City bar, so it really doesn't. The back page might not match, but I really want to write children's books. <laughs> so that's where my passion is at right now. So. That's you know, beautiful. I want to I want to write that, and I will I will check out that. I know you had sent me the uh, the uh, the tips, and um, I've just uh, you know uh, in the process uh, of me moving, I just everything's been kind of crazy. I've just recently moved. Uh, for those of you that are wondering why I haven't read what my sister sent me yet, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. share what I write with you, and we can work on it together. Uh, so thanks uh, for. Thanks for calling, and go back now to your life of leisure and fun in your undisclosed sunny in my location. Undisclosed, please undisclosed location, <laughs> which nobody, yes. of which nobody shall know where it is. Yes, thank you so much. We, thank we you won't tell us. Have a beautiful okay. day. Okay. All right. Bye. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for asking the question, and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Via Candios, which will kind of give you a clue. (laughs) But I wanted, uh, just wanted him to to share a little bit of of his story. And yeah, it's interesting when I was asking him some other questions from the deck, the conversation card deck, uh, things come up about people that you just are not aware of and how they feel and think about things. And I have another guest that we'll bring on in, in the second segment and I'm going to ask him questions too. And he doesn't know any, any idea of what question I'm going to ask. So this will, this will be fun, <laughs> but it's, it's been fun to talk with friends and family with these cards and, and to start writing things down and, you know, kind of dust, dust it off because I do really want to, you know, flex my, my writing muscles and, and expand that a little bit. And, and you're so good at it and helping people to get to that place where they feel comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just think uh, a lot of the problems with people writing and the road, the roadblock, I should say, is the fear factor. People are afraid to share experiences that were difficult for them, but 
they realize that, you know, there's always sunshine after the darkness and sometimes just getting it on the page or sharing it with a friend, a therapist or someone that you love, it makes all the difference. It gets it off your body and, you know, into the universe and that's all part of healing. Right. And a big part of this project and also the writing for bliss, you know, like I said, what is healing and transformation? And you've, you've written about this in the past, too, where you've helped people with addiction and dependency to put their their voices down on paper. Yes, I have. I have done workshops with various groups, uh, you know, high school teenagers and uh, persons that were addicted. And yes, I have done and senior citizens. I've been kind of all over the map because everybody... Everybody has a story. It's just uh, how they're going to start telling it, when they're going to be inspired to tell it. My father-in-law, who's passed, um, he had some very interesting childhood experiences, and I always bought him journals to write, and he said, oh, I, I love reading, but I just don't have the energy to write. And so then I bought him a tape recorder, and um, he spoke, and he was a very good speaker. He spoke into the tape recorder, and so now I need to... Uh, or I might possibly, you know, transcribe it so that maybe it'll become a book one day. So there's different ways to share stories. Right. And even with people that you said are overcoming their fear, you really believe that everyone can benefit from putting their stories down on paper, even if they don't consider themselves, you know, quote, writers, that just the exercise of doing that is so beneficial. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Sometimes, uh, yes, and we don't always have to write about negative or difficult or traumatic experiences. We can write what a beautiful, what a beautiful day we're having, and we went for a walk, and when we went for a walk, and who we were with, and the birds we saw, and you know, the kind of writing that I talk about often is stream of consciousness writing, where you write what pops into your mind. For example, you could be on a park bench and writing about you know, taking a break on your walk and suddenly you have a story about your brother, for example, and you start writing about your brother and it doesn't matter. Writing in journals is not like writing an essay where there's a beginning and middle and end. It's just kind of free flowing. And sometimes you can tap into some subconscious issues that really do need addressing. So it's, it's a fun experience. I think it's fun. I mean, would you consider it like a form of, you know, automatic writing in a way? Like, not that there's anything supernatural pushing that around, but I mean, just even tapping into your higher self for exactly. information. Like just automatic free writing form. is kind of another word for uh, uh, stream of consciousness writing. It's just not thinking, you know, just letting your hand kind of flow, writing from your heart as opposed to running from your mind. So often our mind gets in the way and, you know, and I, I've got three kids and five grandchildren. And I always tell them when they're having just trouble making decisions, I said, what is your heart telling you? That's, that's what the real answer should be is what is your heart telling you? If you follow your heart, most often you won't be um, led wrong. Of course, there's no hard, fast rule about that. But in general, I believe that's a good go-to place. Absolutely. Well, we're just going to take a short break here, about three minutes, then we'll be right back. And we're going to do some more storytelling with one of my guests. So sit tight. I'm Diane Ray. Thank you so much for tuning in, talking with Diana Robb about her conversation cards and writing for bliss. We'll be right back.
Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me after the break. My guest today is Dr. Diana Robb, and she's an author, poet, speaker, blogger, all-around amazing person who presents workshops in writing for healing and transformation. And we've been talking about her newest creation here, which I'm having so much fun with. These are conversation cards for meaningful storytelling. And I just, in the previous segment, had my brother on, you know, sharing some stories. And I was telling Diana as well, just what is so fun about these cards and how they prompt you know, ideas and and get things flowing is that you find out things about people that you never really knew. And so I have another friend, a good friend of mine that's joining us on the show here. I'm going to bring him on. And his name's Matt. He's calling from Orlando. And the funny thing is before the show, we were talking about this and I said, oh, Matt, you have to come on and share a story. Well, I asked him a question, um, Diana, from this deck. And I've known this guy 30 years and he shared a story with me. And I'm like, I didn't, I would have never guessed this. I would have never known this, you know, had I not asked this certain question. So it's really fun, the things that you can find out, you know, about your friends and and family and share stories. So I'm going to bring him on. Hey, Matt, how are you? Hey, Diane, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little afraid of what you're going to ask me, but go ahead. <laughs> no, don't be afraid. So, Matt, we're here with Dr. Diana Robb, and I was just sharing with with people the, the question I asked you earlier. I'm not going to ask you the same one. So I asked you, I think, is what what is your favorite animal? Knowing that you're a dog lover, right. I assumed that you were going to say dog. Well, you came out with horses. I'm like, horses? Never in my life, <laughs> this is, I've known you, have I ever seen you talk about a horse or mention that you loved horses. And you shared with me that as a child, you went to a horse camp, uh, learned you know a little bit how to ride, and you really love these animals, that they're majestic and beautiful. And I was blown away. I go, see, there's the exact example that I want to show on, on on the air today about how you can find out these really cool tidbits about people, even someone that you've known for, I don't know, we did the math earlier. I said 20 years, you said close to 30, but a long time, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. So I never, I never knew that about you. So well, yeah, that that's cool. just, you know, I mean, I, I still have an interest in horses. I just don't have the money to be interested in horses like that anymore. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, but, but, but it was, uh, you yeah, know, it the, was, but the point was, yeah, it was a new, it was a new idea. So I'm going to pull another card for you to share a story uh, with right. Dr. Diana and I. So I'm going to pull something that I think that might be fun for you. So let's see. Okay. okay, here's one. Okay, did you have a favorite toy as a child? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I was very young, and my family still talks about it. Um, it there, back in when I was a kid, a little kid uh, in the 60s, they had a cartoon show called Beanie and Cecil. And uh, Beanie was... A little blonde-haired boy with a beanie cap that had a propeller on it. And Cecil was a sea serpent. And for that Christmas, my parents got me the beanie and Cecil dolls. Um, 
to play with. And those were some, those were things that I actually uh, would walk around with. Uh, I would go to bed with them. I'd wake up in the morning. They'd sit next to the uh, table with me while I was eating breakfast. Um, they were my friends at the time. So, yeah, my Beanie and Cecil doll. And there is another one because I remember uh, when I was three, uh, I wanted a red flyer wagon, a radio flyer wagon, a red radio flyer wagon. And my parents got me that for my third birthday. And my mother, <laughs> it, it still reminds me of this story. Um, apparently, I was in love with that thing, too, because I kept trying to get it into bed with me. Because I wanted to sleep with it. And my mother obviously wasn't going to let me get into bed with it. So she put me into bed. And apparently sometime in the middle of the night, I got up and I slept in the red in the wagon. She got up and that's where she found me in the morning was inside the red red wagon. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> now, Diana, have you ever heard of the show he was talking about, Beanie and Cecil? I've never heard of that. I have not. Um, my mother didn't like, let me watch a lot of TV. So uh, I was only allowed to watch, like, I think Dennis the Menace, Leave It to Beaver, or I, yeah. don't know, I Love Lucy or something. I can't even remember. But yeah, I, I not heard of that one. Yeah, that was That's a, so a funny. Saturday morning cartoon that they would show and it was obviously my favorite i mean i don't really i mean i was so young i mean i was like two or three at the time i i can barely remember it but i do remember the characters and um i think that you can go to youtube and actually look pull those up and, mm -hmm. and find those because those are very interesting and it was from the early 60s mm -hmm. so that's so funny it's, and it's i love so the funny visual. That what we remember and what we don't remember isn't it from childhood i'm always fascinated by that well, I find it funny, too, that there are times that, like you said, like these cards bring up memories. And, you know, there's a lot of things you don't remember as a kid, but something will spark that idea. And it'll bring it'll pull something from the back of your head to the front that you remember, like, like maybe you were four or five. But right. it's something that you probably haven't thought about in 50 years. So, yeah, the other interesting um, thing is, you know, one of your siblings uh, might have been in the same room with you, but might not have the same memory of it. So that, that that part's also fascinating. We all remember differently. Oh, that's true, too. Isn't that the yeah. theory of, like, sitting in a circle and telling a story, and by the time it gets back to you, it's a little different? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. funny because that's what... even in, in the story, my, my brother mentioned something about when he would mess around with my records. And, yeah, I didn't uh, – I was in that in the same space, but I didn't remember him taking that Peter Frampton record. <laughs> so I, I love to hear those memories of, you know, especially when siblings share something too. That's yes, so great. That's yeah. So you want to ask me another one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to share another he wants to share another story. Well I okay. just wanted I'm surprised what you're gonna pull out of the hat, you know. <laughs> I know. Well let's 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 do one more because I okay. think that you'll I'll be able to tell it. <laughs> okay. Uh all right, here's a good one. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I uh, I uh, 
Remember, I was I read ten, eleven. I got the uh, book All Great, All Animals Great and Small, and all of that. And I would go to uh, the library and look in the encyclopedia about uh, animals and veterinary medicine and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at one point I wanted to be a vet. Hmm. So. See again, another thing that I never would have thought that you would would have wanted to do, because you eventually became a hairdresser. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I, I, yeah, my first job job was, I mean, my career, first career move was being a hairdresser, but I, I got into that when I was 16, because I had a neighbor who was a hairdresser, and I was fascinated, and that was at the time, oh my God, I mean, I got into it before that, but she used to be able to do updo hairdos on herself, <laughs> you know, like, she's laughing, because she knows what they are, she would do, like, pedal curls, and French twists, and barrel yeah, curls, totally. and everything on that, <laughs> my and, I, and I thought, I thought that is so cool. So she actually was, uh, and I told her this not too long ago, that she was the one that actually inspired me to get into that field. So um, then, I, yeah, I did that. And I've been kind of like, a, I don't know, a jack of all trades ever since. That's so funny, but you were interested in, in veterinary medicine yep. back in the oh, day yeah. when you were a kid. Well, you've always loved animals. I know that. And I don't know if you know that there is a PBS series right now on Masterpiece uh, for All Creatures Great and Small. It's on right now. I'm taping it because I love those books, too, those James Harriet books. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. I have to go check that out and uh, start taping them. You will. <laughs> that's so great well see it's fun to do this because you find out these cool things about people i didn't know that you had that interest that's so awesome all right i'm i'm gonna okay here here's here's one more that you can share can you describe okay. the first time you fell in love oh can i describe the first time i fell in love Mm-hmm. um Yes, it made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we were expecting that. <laughs> um, I was so nervous, and uh, now, now this is when I I, I I fell in love with a boy. Okay, it wasn't a girl. So, and I mm -hmm. was so nervous, and I want you know I asked him out, and I just stumbled all over the place and I just felt nauseous and sick the whole time. But, you know, once we got through that, everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So you felt sick to your stomach. I guess that's a common response. I think we all felt that way, right? Well, I think most of, I think a lot of people are excited and things like that. And I was just so nervous. It made me, made my stomach upset. So, <laughs> But that was that was the first time. After that, it was easy. After that, you know, not that I've fallen in love with tons of people, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you mentioned in the book, Diana, what's so interesting is to write about how you feel, right? The you know how you the, the physical response. And so, Matt, if you ever wanted to put that, you know, share that on paper as like a short story or something like that, it could be really powerful to write about how you feel. Well, that's true. I'm not much of a writer, and even though I want to write, I'm not much of a writer. Um, I think I, I have the story in my head. It's just really hard to put it down on the paper. I think I think faster than I can write is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are so, people that prefer, you know, the oral story. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all different. And so 
you know, if you're ever interested in getting it uh, on the page, there are programs, computer programs that will transcribe it for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking into that. Isn't one of them is called Dragon, I believe. <laughs> What's it called? Dragon? Yeah, it's like a dragon. It's an actual like a uh, like what she was talking about. You speak, you say it into the uh, microphone, and it translates it to paper or to print. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm so, I think there's several of them out there that are like that. But that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, because you, you might want to get them get them out there, or if you know someone that wants to transcribe, of course, that's another you know opportunity. Yeah. But, yeah. but Diana, well, do great. some of the people that take your your seminars or some of the people that take the workshops, are they like Matt, that someone who's never really put a pen to paper? Oh, there's all kinds of people. You know, they get to a certain stage in their life that, you know, they just realize they have all these stories that they've never revealed and they want to share. Uh, I had one woman that was 89. She'd been through two cancer diagnoses for over the years and I think she lost her couple of husbands and she just all of a sudden just woke up one day and said, I think I need to share some of these stories with my son so he can have them. And I mean, some people write to publish, other people just write for families, uh, other people write to heal. There's very many reasons. And I know for sure that a lot more people have been writing during the pandemic because they're at home. That's so true. I mean, I've been trying to journal a little bit more since this has happened. And that's why it was so great that you were going to able to come on today <laughs> so that we could yeah. we could talk about that. So I'm, sure. I'm going to share one one quick story about Matt from one of these cards. Oh, God. It says. <laughs> You're scaring me now. <laughs> Believe no, me, he's got a ton of them. I do. No, this is a good one. Okay. What is your favorite movie? And you know what I'm going to say, Matt. So one one of my favorite movies is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And I'll always remember when Matt and I went to see this movie because he has, you can hear, he has this big laugh. And so in the theater, he was laughing so hard that everybody was laughing with him. And every time something funny would happen in the movie, he would just let out with this, ah, ha, 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 like this loud laugh. It was just so hilarious. And we had so much fun at that movie. Mm -hmm. And so I always remember that laugh. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. That was fun. We went to dinner <laughs> beforehand. We went to dinner beforehand and then saw the movie. And then I think we went out for cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would usually be the, the sequence of, of events. But there's yeah, but just so many great memories. Movie. It was. The whole it's idea of going out for that's another interesting. The whole idea of going out for cocktails right now seems really appealing, right? Yes. <laughs> and so <you laughs> know, comparing the past it's with really the present tough. is also an interesting writing exercise. All the things that we right. miss, you know. It's so true. I mean, just being normal and and going to a movie. I mean, I miss that. You know, I haven't been in a theater, or nobody has really, in about over a year. You know, yeah. so it was, it's fun to think of that and, and to think of how much fun that was. And, and hopefully that we'll, we'll be able to do that again. Yeah. And Matt, yeah. I know you've got stuff, you know, going on, but I'm so glad you could call in on the show today and share well, some stories. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Diane. I appreciate it. And Diana, it was uh, nice meeting you. I'm going to uh, take a look for your book and uh, get those cards. Maybe they'll help me uh Light a fire under my butt and get. Oh, that would be great. Yes. Good luck to you and thank you for sharing your stories. 
You're welcome, and thank you. You guys have a good one now. Okay, Thanks, take Matt. care. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. That's so fun. But it's, I know he's, he's hilarious. There are some good stories, some that I probably couldn't tell on the air, but I just always remembered that going to that movie and just that laugh. Ha ha ha. It was just hysterical. So, but you're right. Like thinking of, you know, sharing stories from how things were before and how they are now. And, you know, you do feel kind of nostalgic, like, wow, can, when can we go out for cocktails again, you know, in a normal, a more normal setting. And I would think that though, you know, people that, I guess you would think of writers as people that normally like to kind of be alone and in their little writing space and doing their thing, but that's not necessarily the case, right? I mean, you must miss, being able to go out and interact and, and watch people and and all of those yes, things. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, <clears throat> excuse me, writers usually cannot write in a bubble. We get inspired by speaking to people, by reading books, by being out in the universe. So, yeah, a lot of us actually, uh, I know someone that recently wrote an article on the fact that we, a lot of us have lost focus and lost inspiration and lost our drive to write. So, Yes, we need our time alone, but we also need to be out there. Right, and interacting and, and sharing stories with other people or else what are you going to draw from to write? Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. And what would you say for people, like what if they are, you know, if we're in, we're in this pandemic situation and they're having a hard time, if they have writer's block or they feel stuck, I mean, how would you suggest people can deal with that? Well, everybody deals differently. Um, I say journaling is the easiest way because you just, you know, crack open your journal, put the date on top of the page and just say, right now I'm feeling, and you could start out by right now I'm feeling really depressed. I wish this pandemic was over. And then, you know, you might do stream of consciousness or automatic writing to write about some, uh, you know, a story that from the past or, Pull out one of the conversation cards or my journal, the companion journal to writing for bliss. And also getting on the phone with friends or colleagues that will inspire you. Reading books is also very helpful. So I would say just kind of getting out of our, our out of our normal routine, which is really hard during a pandemic. Even going for a walk, you know, is something that breaks up uh, our, our normal routine right now. Right. That's very helpful. I've been doing a lot of walking as, you know, this thing has just stretched on and on, seemingly never ending. Although it does seem to be, you know, a little glimmer of, of hope. I mean, things are kind of opening up a little bit, you know, here in California where at least you'll be able to sit outside and, you know, do those kinds of things. And I think they've opened nail salons and you know, hair salons. So, I mean, maybe we're inching a little bit towards normalcy, but I mean, do you really think, I don't think things are, will ever really be the same. Do you? No, it's really hard to imagine how they would be. I mean, I'm most concerned actually also about, you know, the, the school children and the teenagers in particular who socializing is such an important part of their, you know, life and growth. Uh, how are they going to, you know, we're all going to be so suspicious of everyone if we haven't had our vaccine, you know, how are we going to interact with people? No hugging, no, you know, just keeping the distance. Um, it's all this. We have to unlearn a lot of behavior. There's no doubt about it. You know, just have to unlearn. Right, and it, it's so true. Like you're, I'm sure your way of of teaching and interacting 
with people has has totally changed, you know, since this whole thing started. And, you know, now that everything's online, classes are online. And I felt so bad for the graduates of 2020 and, you know, not having a commencement ceremony or not having the big graduation parties or things like that. And you, and you think it's silly, but it really is a rite of passage and something that you remember, you know, your whole life. And I'm sure those those kids will never forget 2020, you know, none of us will, but just missing out on those, those passages and being able to mark that is, is really hard. Absolutely. Very difficult. And, you know, all the graduations from all of the high schools and colleges and, you know, the beauty of putting on a cap and gown. I know some, some places in our area, they, you know, did something a little bit, you know, driving a drive by graduation, which is not quite the same, but it's something, you know, um, yeah, it's crazy, very crazy, but right, uh, this is temporary. We have to constantly remind ourselves of that. Right. The overall, this is temporary. I mean, we've been through pandemic before. I mean, granted, it's been a long time, you know, and this, this is still, is still different, but I mean, we'll, we'll come through it and hopefully, you know, be the wiser and, and safer for it. But yeah, it is sad, a lot of the things that we're losing. I mean, have, what are the other shifts that, that you've had to make, you know, in the, the last few minutes of the show here? I mean, are you teaching and doing your thing online and, you know, interacting with people? Uh, I'm really doing less teaching because my daughter and her family came to stay with us for about six months from LA. Um, just because they didn't want to be in the city. So I was very distracted by family matters um, and then a mother that got COVID in New York. So I did, I couldn't really do a lot of organization. It takes a lot of organization to do Zoom calls. So I haven't really done much of that, but I do teach two courses on daily own. One is Right, Heal, Transform. And another one is called uh, Therapeutic Writing. So that's ongoing. And the enrollment's been really great because of COVID. I actually had a workshop scheduled for the beginning of March last year, which I canceled. Uh, so I'm hoping to restart rescheduling soon. Not sure when that'll be, but hopefully soon. Yeah, and people can find out all of that information on your website, and you've got a lot of great information on there and keep them up to date of what's going on. Um, exactly. But, go to dianarab.com and all the information is there for sure. Yeah. And you said the enrollment though is, has really peaked now with the COVID. What, what are people sharing with you? What kind of stories and things are they writing? Well, um, the online courses, they don't really share with me. It's an independent learning, although there is a Facebook page. That's how Daily Ohm runs their courses. Um, there's a Facebook page where students correspond with one another, and I interact if there's any particular questions, but they don't actually share their writing with me. Although I did submit oh. something personally recently for this collection coming out called Love in the Time of COVID. <laughs> Oh, so, wow. Are you looking for people to contribute? Because I, I know some people that have some good stories about that. Um, not personally, but I can send you the link, Diane, for people to send. Uh, I think it's a website, actually, loveinthetimeofcovid.com, and you can probably send uh, send it there. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny when you said that, because I know two people on both ends of the spectrum, one person just kind of beginning a relationship where they just started living together as this whole COVID thing started to roll out. So that's a whole experience. And then other people that are single, you know, single friends of mine that are going through it and trying to, you know, how do you how do you meet people you know you just don't all those dating sites i have no idea how they're doing you know yeah i think um i mean i don't know if people are taking risks that's a really good question but uh i call it um uh bc and after c before covid and after covid what are we going to be like (laughs) right i mean what how is it going to work you know like the one the one person that's single i mean she's you know, interacting with people through online, you know, chats and sites and things like that, but not really not meeting anybody. So kind of the courtship is almost gone back in time where they're spending more time talking. You know, you can kind of weed people out a lot that way or sending emails and things like that. So in that sense, you would take longer to get to know someone where before you would just say, oh, well, let's meet, you know, and have a drink or coffee or wherever you decide to go. So it's interesting to see how, you know, love in the time of COVID will, will roll out. So there'll definitely be some good stories there. That's for sure. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Well, we just have like two minutes left. So I'm going to see if maybe you could, I'm going to pull a card for you and maybe you could share a quick story. Would that be okay? Sure. Okay. Good one. So in for COVID, where would you most like to travel? Oh, interesting question. Yes, I, I think a lot of us have been thinking of our first trips. Oh, well, Hawaii is the place that I love to go. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was scheduled to go to a conference last December, which was canceled. Uh, so that's the first place that I would go. I do a lot of my writing in Hawaii. Um, the second place I would probably go is to Florida to see my eldest daughter and her family. So Two trips that uh, I'm thinking of planning really soon, but uh, I think it's a good time to dream and write about where you want to go for sure. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm feeling the same thing, and I I love Hawaii as well. Um, I'm hoping I can go to Italy and then uh, possibly to Mexico to see where my my brothers found his bliss. Oh, that's <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for joining me today for the show. It's been so fun and, you know, fun to share the conversations and ideas with people. And your cards are really great. I hope people pick these up. Conversation cards for meaningful storytelling. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.